0: and welcome to the final episode of season one of the mckean media podcast we have had so many great conversations about creative fields and hearing industry advice so go back and find a topic you're interested in because they're all really good but to end this season i asked the beautiful esme myers to sit down and share her journey as an actress she talks about some of the exciting roles she's gotten to play as well as the life lessons she's learned in and out of acting school so thank you again so much for listening and don't forget to leave a review Now it's time to talk acting with Esme Myers.
1: Uh, My name is Esme, and I am from New Zealand.
0: New Zealand. Wow, you mm-hmm. came all the way here from New came Zealand. all the way from New Zealand. For this podcast.
1: Just for you, That's just for incredible. those podcast. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, we're
0: getting big. Yeah, so, I know. I look you know, forward to what I we, get in my
1: bank after this. But. For the
0: the ad thing that I did, I'm like, hey, we've got listeners from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Which it's like 1% Taiwan, <laughs> 6% Germany. Like, 2% Canada. Now you be like, 1% New Zealand. <laughs> like, we got a little bit of New Zealand, a little bit of Finland in there. Um, a, lot of, a lot of great stuff. So, do you want to just, like, tell me a little bit about yourself? Mm. You don't have to start with acting, but just kind of, like, interests, things that um, you find that you're passionate about. Not, not even creative stuff. Just, like, what kind of movies do you like, Esme? What
1: kind of movies do I like? Yeah. Um, well, I have my top three. Okay. Which I think I'm gonna change soon.
0: Okay, because, I'm always changing mine. Yeah,
1: well, I haven't changed mine in like five years or something. Okay. Um, so my number one film of all time is Hook.
0: Okay, with yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah, classic. I, I love, love that, that one. one.
1: Love that one. And then Toy Story. Yes. So, yeah, the first one. It's a good one. It's my second favorite. And then yeah. the third one is Whiplash.
0: Yes. Yes. Ooh. Right. I love whiplash. I just rewatched it. I actually rented it so I could just rewatch yeah.
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes me laugh Sounds because a it's good like movie. Hook Toy Story Whiplash. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> complete yeah. off the spectrum it's of like Disney the Disney J. K. Simmons screaming yeah. in Alice Teller's face. I think
1: as it reminds Profanity. me a lot of drama school. I think that's why. Not to that level of abuse, but near enough.
0: <laughs> Your experience in drama school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to talk well, about I think that? Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get right into yeah, it. Yeah, right.
1: I think um, Well, because, you know, that story is all about, like, what will you do to become the best? Like, how far will you go to become the best? And that was me to a T, especially at drama school. It's like, I remember one of our tutors would um, put me and another girl next to each other and point us out and say, hey, you both have a similar look. You're both gifted. Yeah. How are you going to be better than the other person? How are you going to land that job Shoot. from the get go? And that was like in my first year of drama school. That's we weren't friends, rough. pretty much, because no, of stuff like of that. Not. You like, know, so
0: it was like yeah. this competitive. You're more enemies, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Until our final year, and we realised, oh, I actually, quite like you. You're quite
0: okay, nice. Good. Yeah, you realise it. Not too late. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's good, though, that you have, like, that competition because that is, like, that's kind of what Whiplash defines mm. as that main thing that, like, pushes you forward. Yeah. And that scene where he brings in the guy who's nowhere near as good as Miles Teller is, but and yet he's still using him to push him forward.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I think now, like, 10 years on, I look and go, well, what's healthy competition look like yeah. versus very unhealthy competition? Because that, yeah. was, that was pretty bad. So I think yeah. being at that... Being at that school and going, okay, how can I be the very best? Mm-hmm. You know, so it was that like comparison, it was that like competitiveness, it's like mm-hmm. criticizing others and like trying constantly
0: to be the best. Right. But in an unhealthy way. So, what would you say is now healthy competition? Now? <laughs>
1: That's, I think I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I nice. feel like healthy competition is, um, I think, making sure you're having fun. Okay. And it's not at the, you know, not to the expense of, uh, you know, I guess putting yeah, others person. down or yeah. like, you know, like, ha ha, I got the part and you didn't. It was mm. kind of like actually caring and having compassion and going, I don't mind who gets the part as long as the story's told. So I guess it's taking the focus off yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that was it with com- the competing was like, it was all about me. Whereas now I go, actually, what's the benefit of the story that I'm telling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... But I'm still never getting it. I'm still sure. trying to figure it out.
0: You said you're a three on the Enneagram. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Does that play into it at all? Oh, now? wildly not so. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> massive achiever, and yeah.
0: I love that you see competition that mm. way now, in that healthy regard, because absolutely, it's it's a more of a team mindset. Yeah, it's it's where how can you look out for everyone? Yeah, um, that's not the whiplash way. No, it's at all. Not. Um, and so. Maybe it's in drama school, maybe it's outside. What Mm. kind of things did you go through um, to kind of find your way along that journey? Wow, that's a really great great question. I think,
1: I already just said this the other week to somebody where I I, we were doing something where a few of us were doing spoken words. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think I was the first one up and it was a really good response. And then other people went throughout the, the day And they were my friends Mm -hmm. as well, and we were part of the same little crew. And we were were honouring someone, so this person was getting all these different kinds of gifts, and a few people just spoken word. And so when I saw my mates do it and like seeing the response from the crowd, and I'm like, oh snap, I'm getting a little bit jealous. Like, did I do as good? Like, oh, I think they're better than me. Da da da. da." And at the end, I remember thinking, I hate this feeling of jealousy. I hate feeling jealous. Like, this is not what I want to be. Yeah. I want to be celebrating my mate upstage yeah. on stage, who did such a great job. So I made sure that I was at the very end that I was the first one to stand up and celebrate Come and on. cheer them, cheer them on. And like, and, uh, and I know a, a friend of mine was watching me, and he pulled me aside after and he said, "Hey, I noticed that. I noticed that it took a lot for you to do that, and because I was feeling the same, yeah. and like as a creative as well. He's a musician. He's like, I feel the same thing. Wow. And and I think what happened to me during when I was watching all these different people do their spoken word, I was thinking, hey, actually we're on the same team right we're on the same team and I think because you know I'm, we're Christian I, my faith is a massive part a massive part of my life and I was thinking wait we're on the same team we're extending the, the kingdom of God mm-hmm. you know that to me was like we're on the same army in a sense yeah. we're expanding territory so that to me completely shifted and I was like oh it's not about competing and being the best because then that's actually getting all the focus on me mm-hmm. and it's not about me at the end of the day
0: who's trying to get the biggest applause yeah you know
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Which I think is being my, my number one battle. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, I didn't know that. You didn't. A couple of months ago, <laughs> and so I'm smiling because I'm just eating my words <laughs> when I said that that thing. You know what I'm talking? Yeah, about I know. What you're in talking that about. moment, and we had some brave communication. We did. After. We talked about it afterwards, but it was it was so like I immediately regretted it the second it left <laughs> my mouth. I was like. You shouldn't have said it that way because I didn't mean it that way, yeah. but I definitely said it that way, and I realize now. What that... did you
1: say? <sighs>
0: <sighs> Make me say it again. Um, I said I thought. It's okay. I'm I don't want to say I'm it pewed. because it's hurtful.
1: No, I'm healed. It's yeah, so good. Okay.
0: Okay. Great. Because what I said was I thought that Juan was the best one up there that yeah. night because of the way he handled his big mess up. Right. Because he and what I meant by that was is his performance stood out to me mm-hmm. and he acted very professionally mm-hmm. and I really liked that.
1: And this is how I took it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> by this look, this sudden <laughs> like sharp, excuse me.
1: I was like because it's been such a thing on my life and I took it as as he was the best of the night and everybody else sucked and that meant me. I sucked. Because it was such a massive insecurity of mine as a performer that I was never good enough.
0: I guess that's that's a good thing to focus on is if you really want to pursue acting, if you really want to get into the industry, it's like, prioritize. Yeah. Would you say that that's accurate?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Like, focus on, like, like the, sure, the gigs and the growing and the mm. networking and everything, but it's like, focus on, like, loving who you are, too. Yeah. because you're never going to go away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah.
1: yeah. And I, and yeah, definitely like on the back of that, it was like the fear of man as well. Okay. The fear of like wanting to people, please, and yeah. get things right. Like mm-hmm. I think I remember reading an acting book where it said the bravest thing for an actor to do is say yes mm-hmm. to the things that scare you. Like whether it's nudity on stage, whether it's like doing these crazy roles that stretch you, which I'm like, yeah, sure. But actually the thing that I learned was it was much harder to say no and stick to your values. Wow. It was much more scarier because that meant disappointing people. It meant disappointing my agent, who was also missing out on a cut of my fee if I got the job. Mm-hmm. It meant um, being completely misunderstood. Mm. You know, going for someone who doesn't have the same values as well. Yeah, and that that's been the journey. Mm-hmm. Constantly is being <laughs> being okay with disappointing people and being misunderstood. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which, yeah, woohoo, fun times.
0: So that's (laughs) like the realness behind the scenes, (laughs) you know, of what actors and actresses go through. Yeah. And so you're in a place now, obviously, your, your, you know, main passion has been acting and you've seen that grow into your other creative Mm -hmm. avenues in your fields and and everything. So it's like, what are you doing now that's different when you take your acting skills and you put it to things like spoken word?
1: Yeah, sure. I guess... Just to kind of give some background to that, like I so finishing drama school, all I wanted to do was wake up every day and be on a film set. Film set, yeah. Like I was happy to wake up at 4 a.m., yeah. get my hair and makeup done, totally. you know, I'm fine with that. Uh, work <laughs> 16 hours. Yeah, no, it sounds like a dream. 16 hour work days. But it was as if the father was like, I love that you have this massive passion about acting but I wanna put that aside and actually show you other gifts that I've put inside of you that I really wanna develop. Mm-hmm. And they were such things as like writing, directing, teaching, um, public speaking, mm-hmm. and, and just leading in general. So it was my 20s where I was doing all these things where I'm like, I felt like I needed to be doing it when I was 50, when I had all the experience. So it feels like my life has been the complete opposite wow. of like learning all these skills yeah. at this in my 20s yeah. before any of that kind of other stuff. Um, yeah. So how does it go into the how does it go into spoken word? I the
0: other thing that I was gonna say real quick yeah. is that uh, you notice that all those things you just listed out, those things mm-hmm. that you were focusing on, are yeah. things that you have to put yourself into. Mm-hmm. The directing the writing mm. those things are like you can't put on a mask to direct someone Mm-mm. it's like you have to know what you want yeah. and what's good or not yeah and that comes from your experience mm. and from your intuition and from you trusting yourself yeah and if you're trying to please oh, the actor yeah. who's in front of the camera and they're starting to get a little angry because or not angry but like but a little bit frustrated because you know it's like it's your 13th take yeah and they've said the line just fine okay yeah and they need and, a strong and, but, leader. But you're like, no, it can be a little <laughs> bit better, I'm sure. It's like you have to be willing to stand by that. And yeah. so for that, for sure, for writing, yeah. you know, you're putting yourself into, into that. And then for spoken word, I've heard multiple of your spoken words. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely like the mo- some of the most raw and vulnerable spoken words I've heard you talking about purity and talking mm-hmm. about your lion's mane and, mm-hmm. and, and all that. Well, so.
1: At the moment, my hair is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so you learned to love yourself in that time yeah. and then you start branching out into all of these other things yeah. and found you were good at them.
1: Yeah. and the, Well actually this is the thing about writing which leads into spoken word is that <laughs> I was really tired as an actress picking up scripts yeah. where it required me, it was basically me selling a product. It was me selling my body and I was like why do I keep getting roles where I have to take off my clothes? I don't get it and I used to hate that feeling of like reading a script. And having this feeling of like, I know the script isn't okay, but I don't know how, like, I don't know why it's not okay. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a script that was really trying to get bums on seats instead of actually telling a story. Right. And like, I just, and that was why I got into, I did a master's in screenwriting because I wanted to learn the mechanics behind how to tell a really good story. Mm-hmm. So that when I do pick up a script, I go, okay, I know what story they're telling. I know how they're, they're telling it. And I know what they're trying to do mm-hmm. as well. Because I think as a, as a woman to protect yourself. In, in that kind of environment in the industry um, yeah then that's so when it came to I guess an, a, a great picture to say is like as an actor if it's like a car like I know how to drive a car mm-hmm. and that's like acting like I know how to drive a car it's easy but someone asking me like oh well, how do you put a car together I'm like, I have no idea uh-huh. whereas writing that helps me go oh okay I know how to put the mechanics of this car together to tell the story sure. and yeah. then I go oh I know where where the mishap is or where there's a problem that I can fix as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so when it comes to spoken word, the elements I learned from writing, mm-hmm. like theme, relationships, the character arc, the action line, like the plots, mm-hmm. like I was able to weave that into into spoken word as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's like, even though I'm doing all these things, I've got my hands and all these different pies, mm-hmm. they all seem to come together. I can totally tell you already started.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a line you wrote. That is a line oh, you I? wrote that's yeah just the, your voice just now you're like oh i'm coming together like yeah, that's yeah, totally yeah. yeah yeah
1: it like weaves all together and yeah. um it's i mean it's super helpful yeah so i feel like i can put on these different hats i do kind of get that feeling sometimes Going, like, oh, i just want to be a master at one thing but then i know i just get bored Like i just <laughs> i do really, i love doing all these different things that that challenge me creatively in different ways because yeah. I, I do get bored easily you
0: know, what's funny is i'm just realizing this now but like I was saying before, like I did acting growing mm-hmm. up, and then I moved into what I do now is directing and, and storytelling and that focus, and I had that similar experience where it's like you do the acting, and you realize that this is how the flow of story works, mm-hmm. and then stepping out of that, that's how you put it towards all the other things, and the difference between us is that you kept pursuing that, pursuing yeah. being on stage and pursuing acting, and so where are you at now with that? Where Where's that been taking you?
1: Uh, where's the acting been taking yeah, me? Yeah,
0: just like stepping into you know you've done all these things really well mm. and uh you've done the spoken word sessions on stage you did poets and paint mm. uh you did the bssm spoken word night thank you for that by the way you're welcome. and you're welcome. so obviously you're going to do more
1: yeah i want to
0: definitely what do you like what else is there what do you want to do next
1: what do i want to do next yeah i would love 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 to be a part of a company or film studios that actually makes and creates stories that leave an impact after I leave this world where it goes on for generations generations like I love Pixar I love Disney like especially Pixar I think Pixar they really teach kids in storytelling format really great themes like how do how to deal with grief yeah look at big hero six you know like i'm like oh that's disney and pixar but it's like how to deal with grief grief in a healthy way like how to deal with losing someone yeah yeah you know so i think the idea of being able to leave my mark in the world mm-hmm. that way to leave stories that keep going generations yeah. after me i couldn't i can't even imagine anything more exciting than that so i think writing and telling stories and even being in them i would love to to be them. Yes. Yeah. The actor in me is like, just get me in front of the camera. Um, any chance, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I know there's a lot more to that too, because you've shown me that whole, how many pages oh, is it? Oh, I don't know, like 14. Like 14 page essay that you wrote for fun.
1: <laughs> for fun. On, I had more
0: images than
1: writing, let's be honest. There's
0: some great images yeah. too, but and but it's very like bullet pointed and mm-hmm. detailed, which I love. Mm-hmm. And you definitely like, you know what you want yeah like you have that speak a little bit more into just like what are the details of like let's say you you did start this thing Mm -hmm. what would it look like where would it be at what would you do who's the the, some of the first people names that you would call to be a part of this thing for you this dream
1: really great um what it would look like definitely is a studio a film studio and I'd love it to be I mean I'd love it to be in my own nation of New Zealand but also connected to to America as well that would be so great Um, I would yeah and that would be going around the world and shooting in different locations that would be a dream but i i I remember having this i don't know vision one time where i was working on a short film and i was getting frustrated with a lack of jobs that are available especially to new zealanders in the industry have a lot of friends who are um, were depressed because they couldn't get any work in their in their chosen profession and the stuff that they were good at. So they had to do these other jobs to just survive. Right. And I hated that. I was like, I just wish I could have a studio there that was like down the pathway there or the hallway was people working on costumes and another, another rooms they're working on sets and, there's, and then there's a writer's room like creating like series and then another writer's room creating movies and there's an animation studio creating animation. Like I just want it all, you know? And I think just that passion of like, just so my friends could have jobs, okay. because they're brilliant. Yeah. And it's like, it frustrates me that it's almost like as if the enemy's like stolen something away from them that they can't be fully who they're made to be. Mm. Um, so definitely, definitely that. I don't know who I'd call on. I feel like I'm in this kind of waiting game going, I feel like I haven't met these people yet. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely what it feels like I've been in this waiting game and, and just trusting in the Lord's timing and going, well, he's given me this dream. It doesn't seem like anything's been outworked yet, but I'm just gonna keep trusting and go down this path. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I think I'm getting to that stage where I'm okay now. If it doesn't, like, I think I'm getting content. Thank okay. God, because like before I'm like, I don't know if I can live another day of this dream not <laughs> happening. I am done.
0: <laughs> and then it doesn't happen. You're like, well, I'm still here. So I guess it's gonna, I'll just write waiting. my little
1: poems and I'll read them on stage to people. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah
0: that's great though you're still building yourself up and i yeah. love that that you left drama school and even though you didn't get the great gatsby mm-hmm. you're still getting yourself up on stage mm-hmm. you're still picking yourself up and going after the roles and yeah, yeah, yeah. it might not be the next like you know feature film but it's still something that's going to keep growing yeah. that skill set that you have yeah because it is a perishable skill mm-hmm. so it's like you've done your part so far to keep working it up so i guess i'm curious what is something that you see even now as a challenge Mm. for acting or just anywhere in that in that realm because you were talking about before it was public speaking that was the challenge yeah yeah or um people in their purity and so is there anything right now that you're like you're like yeah i'm still not sure about like if i'm gonna get to this point or Mm. i don't know is there anything like that challenges yeah
1: i know that i mean i don't know I can't think of any current challenges. I know the ongoing and consistent challenge um, is, especially as an actor, when you're doing because um, I the normal roles that I would get would be the girlfriend, the girl next door, the the, the love interest role, mm-hmm. and I was like, and I was single, all those like all that time period, and mm-hmm. I, and it's that thing of like still remaining pure and still still not trying to get attached to the other person because it happens, it happens so much. And you see it in movies and whatever, you see um, a couple who are acting and then all of a sudden now they're together and they've left their partner, they've left their family and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that person. Um, And I think, you know, I go, man, it's been this period of, it's always 10 years, but the period of, I've been single for 10 years I came out of a relationship straight out of drama school and I was with somebody practically since the age of 11, like 11, like I always had um, like a boyfriend and then that period hit and then it was like single and I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Part of me liked it because I was like, I need to not have my identity in a relationship. Um, But then I was cast in these roles constantly where I'm having to kiss a guy Mm. night after night for a month and not be attached to that person emotionally. Or physically, for that matter, and that was a challenge. That was an ongoing challenge, especially because sometimes um, people in the cast they will ask, "Hey, do you want to go grab a drink? Do you want to?" And I know what they're meaning. I, I mean, sure, we can be You're friends, smart. but I, I, can my discernment's going off, and I mean, yeah, we're friends and everything, but I just knew, oh, I can get the vibes, and that, to me to say no to that, even though I felt lonely at the time, and it was like, oh, giving up a short term, I guess like gain for you know long term pain (laughs) no pain of learning (laughs) no but I was like I think I just keep in mind I'm like man I'm going to be married one day and if I'm continually going to be an actor and get these parts how is he going to trust me Mm -hmm. how is he going to say how are you not going to leave me when you're doing these interests these love interest roles and I go well actually here's 10 years of me constantly saying No, and denying myself denying my loneliness knowing that I could get this void filled instantly Mm -hmm. because I had you in mind and I cared more about you and my my kids as well whereas here's my track record in my single years where I could have easily done it and I had more reason to than Mm -hmm. being married so it's like I think I constantly had that in the back of my mind yeah there's value there yeah 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 yeah. cost me a lot it's expensive (laughs) but it's worth it yeah. So I kind of really think of a challenge. I just know that's the ongoing yeah, challenge. That's,
0: yeah, that's that's great and that's huge too because you don't think about it as the viewer. Yeah. You don't think about the emotional attachment that the actors will have or even in the reality TV shows mm. that that happen where they they split afterwards. Yeah. You don't think about it, you're like, oh, that was a story moving on. Yeah. But yeah, real people mm-hmm. have to face that stuff and deal with that stuff. And I think too, I won't get too far into this, but just being in a culture and a world that really promotes um, do whatever you want with relationships mm. just kind of anything goes um, you don't really realize until after just how much of an emotional tie yeah that you have put in yeah to someone else and how you you really do give part of yourself away mm. to someone uh, when you let them in emotionally and physically yeah and so good on you for you know Thanks. pursuing purity that's yeah, very admirable. I know. And that's another thing that you see where it's like, Yeah, your identity's in the right place. You're yeah. you're keeping it you're keeping it in God, you're keeping it in faithfulness mm. and the things of value. And yeah. so it's very commendable.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it.
0: So now I just want anyone who's listening to be able to to find you, to yeah. find your work. where um, yeah, yeah, yeah. can people find you on social media? What kind of videos that you've been in or anything that they can find?
1: Well, I have, I am a Disney film. I don't know if you knew that. Did I tell you that?
0: You're in a Disney film? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. If I they want not. to find me and go, hey, can she act?
0: She yeah. can. Okay. The girl can. Tell me about that real um, quick.
1: Well, okay, so I, Pete's Dragon was the film.
0: I love that movie.
1: I'm in that, in the very beginning. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're I am, not. I am, I am, with American accent and all. What? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Hold on, I'm going to have to I'm gonna <laughs> look that up. I grew up on that movie. Oh, that but was... that's
1: the old version. Yeah. I'm in the new version. I grew up with the old version as well. So when I got the okay. gig, I was so excited. I was
0: going to say, know,
1: that was in the 70s. You're that much
0: older than me. <laughs> I
1: know, that was in the 70s and I was not born then. Yeah.
0: Okay, All so, right. so you're you in Peace Dragon. Dis- yeah,
1: Disney's doing all these remakes. So they did a remake of yes. Peace Dragon. And yes. that was amazingly filmed in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So I was so thankful to land that gig. Wow. It was like wow. cra- the awesome. craziest day. I was like, what? here's the thing can i tell you something because like i had a second audition for that and it was with the director and with the writer and the writer was sitting on the couch and here's me doing the scene and like i think at the end of my scene the writer walks out and i was like oh god i've done a terrible job because that's never how you gonna... know that
0: it's like they're yeah, done yeah it was
1: like he's like oh no i can't deal with another second of this girl <laughs> anyway and i was like and i was really surprised i got the job because i really thought i bombed because yeah. of just didn't seem like it was that great. Yeah. Anyway, I get to the the film set. I'm having breakfast, and the guy there's a guy at the table, and he's like, "Hi, do you remember me?" And I'm like, uh, "Should I?" Should I? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the writer." And I'm like, "Oh gosh, it's the oh no. i like, oh, so yeah. sorry." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I, I um, I have to apologize to you." I'm like, "Yeah, you do have to apologize because you walked out of my audition." Um he's like, "I have to apologize because I walked out of your audition." And I was like, "Yeah." yeah yeah you did and he's like yeah I walked out because you made me cry whoa and I was so touched I couldn't handle and I had to go to the bathroom and sort myself out and I was like what and here's me this whole time thinking I completely bombed yeah and I did the opposite effect and that just shows that you can never judge what you do in audition whether it's good or not um wow so yeah and that that was that was one of the coolest things I ever got to be a part of and I was so so thankful and so honoured to be a part of it um Yeah, it was an absolute dream. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: so cool. Okay, so go watch Peace Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch Peace Dragon. <laughs> and on social
1: gamer. media, Esme, Esme Myers at... I think that's at, at Esme Myers or something. Yeah. Instagram. Just Instagram? Yeah, I mean, there's Facebook, but that's kind of... I mean, you can go there as well and follow, I guess. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. So any upcoming things that people can look out for?
1: Any upcoming things...
0: I know, I know that we're in a weird time, but like... We are
1: in a strange time. I don't think there's anything at the moment... I I think I'm just sorting out my life at the moment with this whole COVID thing. Aren't
0: we all? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
1: oh, I do voiceover work. I mean, that's okay. my ongoing thing. And okay. you'll hear me a lot in New Zealand.
0: Great. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, Actually, I'll, I'll say this. They just filmed the new Mulan movie yeah. in, in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And that must have been fun to be a part of. I, I haven't seen anything about it, but yeah, that's the only other yeah
1: I, have I was me. here the whole time when that was filming bummer I know that's okay and I'm also white so that probably was no role for me oh yeah white blue eyed blonde it's like no we're right. done with you we're done with you put okay. you
0: in the middle of the Chinese <laughs> army like, yeah like look that's me it's like yeah that's <laughs> you
1: yeah, a whole lot of makeup and costume <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't tell it's you though. yeah alright great well thanks so much for taking time to sit down
1: yeah thanks for having me